You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, everybody, to the Flagship Podcast. I am Chip Brown of Horns 24-7, joined, as always, by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns 24-7, the one and only Taylor Estes. Taylor, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Yeah, you too, Chip. How was yours? It was good. It was good. Friends, family, um, all you can ask for. And and then, how about this? Sort of an extended Thanksgiving, Taylor, for Texas fans, uh, because on Friday, even though I don't know how full the Daryl K. Royal Texas <laughs> Memorial Stadium was, but who who cares? Uh, Texas ends the season with a win uh, over Kansas State, twenty-two to seventeen. And by the way, the Longhorns now have a five-game winning streak against K State. Don't look that's, now. That's crazy, considering how. You know, Mac Brown couldn't win against K-State very often. That's insane to think about. Right. Remember in 2013 when K-State won the Big 12 title and finished everything off against Texas, their students were yelling, we own Texas. Mm-hmm. That was in 2012, Manhattan. right? That was 2012, wasn't it? Or, or was yeah, it 2013? 2012, 20, whenever this thing uh, <laughs> turned, uh, before it turned, I should say. Yeah. Um, but Taylor, this was... This was uh, a back and forth game, but in the second half, we saw uh, Roshan Johnson, who I I think it's probably fitting that he ends up being the biggest story on the offense um, because he was voted a captain for the fifth time on Friday, most of any player on the team in 2021. And it's his performance on offense that is the headliner, 31 carries, um, you know, 179 yards. He had a nine yard touchdown run. He was in the wildcat playing quarterback. He completed his only pass. He he even caught a pass. Uh, I mean, he did it all Taylor. He did. Yeah. I mean, he was the offense today and I mean, it, you know, it, it's so like awesome for him, you know, cause he does everything right. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian after the game talked about how Roshan Johnson, like the leadership that he has, that he brings to the the team, he's a guy that can stand up. And he even said, and I like this quote that Steve Sarkeesian said, he said, I wish I had a hundred Roshan Johnsons on this team. And, you know, I think a lot of Texas fans would agree with that one, Chip. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, and he's coming back next year. So mm-hmm. if this is the tone that is being set uh, as Texas football heads into 2022, um, by a guy who was voted captain more than anyone else, then that's a fitting way to to cap a really confounding season because the Texas defense also played outstanding football in the second half of this game. Um, shutout. I mean, it was a shutout. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't let K-State convert anything on third down after letting West Virginia last week seemingly convert every third and long imaginable and and then two huge fourth down stops in the fourth quarter again this was you know this was a two-point game and a five-point game for much of the fourth quarter and 
And so it was a one possession situation and K-State went for it twice on fourth down once in their own territory, once uh, in Texas territory. And uh, Moro Jomo comes up with a huge stop on the first fourth down and Ovia Gofu forces Will Howard right into the arms of Keandre Coburn on the second fourth down and the Texas defense uh, stands up in a way that um, we'd seen them in the first half Taylor of games but not like this in the second half yeah you know I mean it was it was huge they it was basically the opposite of what you saw last week from the Texas defense chip against West Virginia you know I mean that was a defense that couldn't get off the field if it tried and the you know even the offense couldn't stay on the field I mean the worst case scenario there for any any team that's struggling, but, you know, Texas, I think something that was important that Steve Sarkeesian credited the defense for was, you know, the, the effort level is what he said was the biggest change in the second half. And, you know, you think back to the, the touchdown run by uh, Will Howard. Um, yeah. You know, 71 that- yard run by a six foot four, 235 pound quarterback. Yeah. And we were, I mean, Chip and I are sitting next to each other in the press box and we're just like, are, are guys just running parallel? Like BJ Foster, is he running parallel to him? Like where is where is the effort to try to stop this guy from embarrassing the secondary? Deshaun Jameson, you know, he tried to try to you know um, punch out the ball at the end, but you wondered if he could have tackled him sooner. I mean, there there were some questionable things, but Ch- uh, Chip, I thought it was interesting as Steve Sarkeesian said, you know, that if you're not going to play with effort, you're not going to be on the field, and that's what they did. And you know, I think that that was a huge change and it was needed. And, you know, I, I feel like, I think we kind of bash on BJ Foster a little bit, but sometimes it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like he's gotten progressively worse uh, since he's been at Texas and the think he used to be a five-star prospect. I mean, I don't know what, what's going on with him, but you know, um, I think him getting off the field a lot in this game was really crucial in Texas defense um, finally coming together in the second half. And it was, you know, probably the best defense we've seen them play this season. I know it was against a backup quarterback, so obviously put things into perspective, but still, you know, the defense came up huge um, on those, uh, you know, on third down and on fourth down. And uh, one note that Steve Sarkeesian talked about, you mentioned Moro Jomo and Keandre Coburn being instrumental in the, uh, you know, going 0 for 2 on fourth down when K-State attempted to. Both of them had stingers too, uh, Sark said. So the fact that they still stepped up, even with stingers, that was, that's a, you know, very telling of how tough they are, I think. And, you know, I think you're a Texas fan. You're like, where has this been all year? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, Tope Amade, he also went out of the game early uh, with an injury, came back um, and fought like crazy because Junior Angelau ended up going out. I mean, Hayden Connor, the freshman, came in to replace both of them. Right. Um, Amade came back into the game and and then Junior Angelo goes down and he did not return to the game. Hayden Connor ended up finishing the game. Uh, for Junior Angelau at guard. But yeah, a lot of guys, you know, Taylor and I wrote this at Horns 24-7 in my quick takes that we saw unbelievable heart mm-hmm. um, from from Roshan Johnson and 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 from that Texas defense and and toughness on those fourth downs. I mean, th- these are these are inches that are going to separate whether K-State continues to drive toward points or not. And this Texas defense showed incredible heart and toughness. And and it was the heart and toughness that was needed, so sorely needed in some of those second halves of games where Texas had that double-digit lead in the third quarter. Even last week, 
you know, they kind of scramble around and end up in a eight point game um, and couldn't get a stop, couldn't get a key first down when they needed it. And and then it comes together this week. And obviously, K-State uh, banged up at the quarterback position. No Skylar Thompson. That's a big deal. Right. Will Howard is not Skylar Thompson, but Will Howard, as you mentioned, ran for a 71 yard touchdown. Um, and, and as you said, BJ Foster gets pulled from the game after that replaced by Chris Adamora. Um, and, and, and the team showed heart toughness. And when the game ended, they were excited. They were yeah. jumping around on the field in front of a 60% full stadium. And, and Steve Sarkeesian said this, we needed this. We needed to end that streak. It had gotten heavy. And the last thing you want to do is take a, you know, a seven game losing streak into the off season. This at least gives you um, as a player, as a fan, something positive to end this confounding season on. Yeah, no doubt about it, Chip. And I mean, it's, you, you, it's a head scratcher because that's the thing. I, I mean, I said something last week on our podcast. I saw some members uh, or some viewers on YouTube were kind of questioning it. But I said, you know, the crazy part about this Texas team is like they've been in games. So it's like, is this a bad team? Like, how, you know, I mean, they were up by double digits on a lot the of three the three best teams. Yeah, the three best teams in the conference. So it's like, it's, and I understand why people are like, how can you say that when this team is going to this game was four and seven, you know, <laughs> if it's, if it's a bad team or not. And it's like, but this is why, that this is why it's like confounding almost how this season has played out, you know, and, and as, again, if, if you're a Texas fan, obviously you wish that this would have come together a lot sooner, but it's just, it's so mind boggling a little bit, but I think it was, it was big for the future, I think of the program to get this, this uh, win because you know, it's already bad enough that Texas is going to end this year with a losing season. They're going to have to hear about that all off season. But imagine a losing season with a seven-game losing streak heading into year two. I mean, that that's it may not be, you know, it's, it's kind of a small moral victory here, you know, but you got to take it if you're Texas. You got to take the little wins, and this was a big one. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, you're going to you're gonna look back on the season, and I wrote about this for the Insider this week. Um, we released it on Thanksgiving, so I tried to find 10 things to be thankful for, even from this complete mind bleep of a season. <laughs> um, you know, and one of them was Xavier Worthy, who uh, ends up, uh, you know, finishing the season with a, a freshman record 12 touchdown receptions. He just came up short of a thousand yards receiving, which he wanted uh, to accomplish. But uh, 62 catches, 981 yards, um, you know, 12 touchdowns. That breaks Roy Williams' freshman touchdowns record and one shy of the school record held by Jordan Shipley of 13 touchdown receptions in 2009. So, um, and he's one of two freshmen that Sark recruited in the 2021 right. class, along with David. Abiara. So, uh, and, and the only offensive player, and if that's the kind of skill and talent that Steve Sarkeesian's bringing in, okay. Offensively, yeah. you know, that's, that's a reason to, to get excited. And, and he's obviously, you know, Sark's already talked about having the running back room with Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson, all back for next year as probably the, the position he feels best about Taylor. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's a fair thing to say. I mean, you could feel great about 
Xavier Worthy, but the wide receiver position is definitely a question, you know, um, aside from him, the running back room. I mean, my goodness, I made a comment with a, one of the a media member that was in the press box today. I turned, I looked over, I was like, could you imagine what this team would be like if it didn't have this running back room? <laughs> like, I mean, this season would have been horrendous. And, you know, uh, obviously that's a, that's a very, uh, good sign for, you know, Stan Drayton. He's the, one of the few coaches, one of two coaches, you know, that Steve Sarkeesian, um, held on to from Tom Herman's previous staff. And, you know, he's, he deserves a raise, I think, in my opinion. I mean, he deserves a massive, massive raise for what he's been able to do with this running back room. Um, and really be able to keep those guys engaged too, because I mean, there's only one ball, you know what I mean? Like there's one ball to go around. And uh, so, you know, with Bijan Robinson getting the bulk of carries prior to his injury, the fact that the other guys on the roster or on the, in the running back room were so engaged still and ready to go when their number was called, uh, that's a huge, you know, a very positive thing for Stan Drayton. Um, and uh, you know, there's no, when Stark said that about the running back room being the only room he really feels good about, I think, Every fan felt that because it's true. I mean, this is a very, very special running back uh, group that Texas has. And, you know, when you mentioned Steve Sarkeesian, you know, Xavier Worthy being one of the or the only um, offensive players that he signed out of high school. And that, you know, we've talked a lot about there's a lot of people questioning if Sark, you know, is the right guy, you know, because of the losing streak and losing season. But it, I agree with you. It's like if this is what he can bring in, give this guy time because he can build a roster full of playmakers. And the more of those guys that come on, guess what? Recruiting sells itself a lot of times when you have players like that. Um, so I think that, you know, it's definitely a sign that Steve Sarkeesian at least knows what he's doing when he's looking for offensive skill players. And I think that's another further reason why I think he deserves time to try to get this thing right, barring obviously multiple back-to-back -back losing seasons. Yeah. The Roshan Johnson wildcat stuff with Keelan Robinson today. Uh, was so good you almost wonder why why didn't we see this earlier in the year when yeah. you're looking for ways to get Keelan Robinson some touches but um, nonetheless it was a great uh, uh, and really a forced wrinkle uh, with Hudson Card out with the ankle injury Casey Thompson you know working through this thumb injury and Ben Ballard a walk-on as your third team quarterback obviously they spent a lot of this week with Roshan Johnson, a former quarterback at the Wildcat, working it with Keelan Robinson, and it was it was beautiful. Uh, I, I leaned over to you and said during the game, they should be using this more coming off their own goal line because mm -hmm. of the misdirection. And and you know if you're going to run it coming off your goal line, give the defense more to think about. Um, and and Texas struggled uh, running off of its own goal line after a really nice punt by. Uh, K-State that pinned them at their own six. So, um, you know, I agree with you. I think Steve Sarkeesian showed us uh, throughout the season, not consistently, that he's got that imagination. Um, they were definitely hurt by uh, the injury to Jordan Whittington, but you can't be that thin. And and so that's what he's working on. And And we've been talking about on the flagship podcast for the last month, that recruiting is going to be the biggest storyline. Um, and, and, you know, regardless of whatever happens at the end of this 2021 regular season, which we now know is, is five and seven, but um, now it's all about recruiting Taylor and this and the, you know, mathematical chance it's Friday. We're recording this right after the game. Yes. 
um, it's conceivable that that not all all the you know there won't be enough six win teams to fill all the bowl slots. Here's what Steve Sarkeesian had to say when asked about the possibility of Texas uh, getting a bowl bid as a five win team, and he said. Um, one, I'm not big on the hypotheticals as you guys know, but I get it. Um, he said, we'll figure that out when, and if we get to that bridge, uh, you know, clearly we're a banged up football team right now. We'll see where we're at. We'll see what the opportunities are. There's nothing like playing another game. We love the game of football. There's nothing like it, but we'll figure that out. Uh, if that presents itself now, Taylor, what does that sound like to you? <laughs> it sounds like trying to find every reason or every way not to say, I don't want to go to a bowl game. <laughs> That's how I view it, honestly. I think, uh, yeah, obviously, he can't say that, no doubt about it. But, um, yeah. Because his I mean, players want to play in him. Every every yeah. player we talk to after the game, from Roshan Johnson, Casey Thompson, Jacoby Jones, Brennan Schooler, they all want a bowl game. Right. Yeah. And I understand that, you know, especially if you're, you know, your career is coming to an end. Of course, you you want to play one last game if you're able to. And bowl games are, you know, they're fun games for the the student athletes. They, you know, it's like a, a fun trip that they get to take. And a lot of these guys, even though, you know, on last year's team, they didn't really get the same ex bowl experience because of COVID. They didn't get the full, you know, travel for a few days, practice out near the bowl and all of that like they normally do. So, yeah, I understand why the players totally want the bowl game. But when Sark was saying that, I was kind of – so I, I was in the press box uh, doing the notes on Horns 24-7. And I started, I was the only person up there, so I kind of felt like a crazy person because I kind of laughed. I Like, out loud, I laughed because I was like, poor Sark is trying to find every way not to say, no, I want this season to end right now and just, you know, kind of – uh, put it in the past, uh, but you know, obviously, you understand why the players would want it though too. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk more about the uh, you know where things are with Texas going into 2022 um, uh, on Monday's podcast. But this was a satisfying second half mm -hmm. to end the season on because you had the heroics of Roshan Johnson, who carried it 11 times in the fourth quarter um, and was just determined. You could feel the the passion and the energy uh, coming off the field, Taylor. But um, let me give you a quick recap. Here's Roshan Johnson's fourth quarter. Three-yard run. I'll just – these were the 11 runs for three yards, one yard, 21 um, three, two, four, zero, 17, 24, zero, two. He ended up with 11 carries for 77 yards in the fourth quarter and was just, I mean, as Jacoby Jones said, he just put us on his back yep. and carried us, um, as much as he could. Yeah, it was kind of it was a little reminiscent to me, Chip, of what Bijan Robinson did against TCU, um, exactly. and that yeah, that goes to show just how good these running backs really are. That they have the capability of doing that. That's something Texas hasn't had from that position. I mean, honestly, for the last you know under Tom Herman's regime, it was really Sam Ellinger was the only one that really did that and uh, really would put the game on his back. But you seeing that from not you know 
first, you know, from Bijan Robinson was no surprise. I think everyone knows how good he is against TC, but also from Roshan Johnson when he gets a chance. I mean, just the, the pile, I, even when he got, I would love to see what his yards after contact would be today because he was, I mean, that whole pie, they had the whole defense basically on him and it's pushing forward. And you're like, whoa, like, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. Honestly, if, if you're a football fan, if you don't like Texas, seeing those type of players that really have the capability, not only to, you know, put up 179 yards and a touchdown and, you know, do the wildcat formation as a quarterback and still like throw the ball and catch the ball. But being able to see somebody do that in the fourth quarter on 31 carries, you know, having 20 carries going into that fourth quarter, that's exciting to watch is what I think that's probably the best story, honestly, that's going to come out of this season is just the between Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. But the fact that Roshan Johnson was able to do that in the final game, we think of the, at least the final game of the regular season, we'll say. So we're not, you know, wrong in case they go to a pole game. That was, that was huge. It was tremendous to watch. And, you know, he, he does everything right. You know, Sark talks about it about, you know, the whole running back room. They all do everything right. They're the type of guys that can stand up in the locker room and hold players accountable. And that's what Texas definitely needs going into the offseason. So that's huge that they're, that Texas will have all of those guys back next season. Well, and defensively, um, you had both your starting linebackers out. Luke Brockermeyer, mm -hmm. as we were first to report <laughs> on Tuesday, suffered a knee injury, um, a serious knee injury, unfortunately, for Luke Brockermeyer. Um, it's going to require surgery and DeMarvian Overshawn um, was out for this game. So your starting linebackers were Jalen Ford and David Benda. And those guys had really good games. I mean, Benda finishes as your leading tackler, seven solo tackles, had a, had a big tackle for loss. Um, Jalen Ford was your second leading tackler, six solo tackles. Um, and we mentioned the big plays that were made up front by Moro Ajomo, Jacoby Jones, who was out since the OU game, had to have a screw put into his foot, um, comes back into this game and gets a 10-yard tackle for loss after sniffing out a reverse um, that was critical, helped push yeah. K-State backward when they were driving, and they got no points out of that drive. So um, we talked about Jacoby Jones being so excited to come back and play, and he gets the huge 10-yard uh, tackle for loss. And... Um, Ovia Gofu, we mentioned, and uh, and Keandre Coburn with the the big fourth down stop. So, um, you know, it's a it's a positive ending, Taylor, to a really confounding season. And um, there are definitely we mentioned a lot of the the highlights and um, the players who are coming back who Texas will need, uh, and they showed up today. You know, mm -hmm. guys like Roshan Johnson and Jalen Ford and. Um, David Benda and, and guys who are going to be counted on. And, uh, and so for Texas fans, a little bit of an extended Thanksgiving um, to be able to flip on the TV and, and see your team finish strong in the second half. And, uh, and so Taylor will we'll let everyone get back to their pumpkin pie, um, <laughs> but, uh, and their leftovers, but um for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, until next time, here on the Flagship Podcast, stay safe and keep the faith. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.